episode is with my man Dan Almasy. I've had him on the podcast before and he's this rad ass photographer and such is and such is and so inevitably obviously we started out talking about photography and it got into one of the most interesting subjects I have to admit that I've had on the podcast and that was the do's and don'ts of friendship. Oh I mean this one got Josie it was it was really fun man we really broke it down and got super practical with it and even talked about the nuances of social media and interactions and texting and the different levels of friendship and you know it's it's something that we really don't have a guide for you know and it was just super fun to be able to break that down with dan and uh and even talk about some of the embarrassing moments in my dms man because yeah i don't really give a shit anymore man i do realize that all this is bullshit and no one's gonna care about this shit in about a thousand years so just have fun and help others have a good time and you know sometimes i make some fucking weird comments in the dm so i guess you'll have to listen to find out and hear my embarrassing ass story so without further ado friends let's get it Because erased in 
Is that what it chalk- actually is? Is it just a race chalk- chalkboard? It's, yeah, it's chalkboard See, paint. See, I thought, I was, what I was about to ask, I thought it was some kind of weird sponge shit you were doing. <laughs> so it's just chalkboard. <laughs> no, I did not. Uh, I did not go over to uh, Joanne's Fabrics. That's what I was thinking. To buy a sponge painting kit. <laughs> That's what I was no, like, damn, dude. dude, what did you do? <laughs> no, so I painted that with chalkboard paint and... And then just basically took a piece of chalk and drew a bunch of scribblies and swirls and then erased it. And the erased chalkboard surface looks like some, you know, 18th century Dutch yes. master shit. Just like some real fucking oil painting. <laughs> it does. Man. And I've been using that fairly often. There was a family that came through and I did their like Christmas like family photos against that. And it looks like. I photographed this family like they were the Obamas, dude. <laughs> like they just looked so regal and Hell so yeah, like amazing because they were all dressed in these like really amazing. Yes. Like even the kids were like really dressed up. People, I believe you know uh, honestly, and, and I didn't even think I was going to get into this, but I believe that people should spend money to get pictures done like that. Like oh, in yeah. this, in a day and age like this. Cause like, I feel like nowadays everyone has gotten so fucking lazy because it's like, I've got an iPhone that's enough. And it's like, yeah. well, okay, cool. There's definitely an argument for that. But like what you just did for that family, man is like something they could never do on their own. Right. And it's, and you're capturing a moment in time. Why not make it badass? You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. And like, instead of having 10,000 shitty photos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to like reinvent the wheel or anything. I just think that <laughs> part of my part of my goal, I guess, with making photos is to give to just give people that like you know a nice picture into what it was to be that person in that space that they're in. You know what I yeah. mean? Like photos really timestamp where you are in your life that's mm-hmm. a really kind of cool thing so it's like i knew you at this point like right now the pictures i took of you today yeah 10 years from now you're gonna look at those differently yeah man. you're gonna be like man here's what i was going through here's mm-hmm. what i was thinking about here's like you know what i look like maybe your appearance changes yeah dude and i think that's like the coolest thing about photography in some ways is it really freezes something in time and yeah. like forever it's like that one moment and it's like it creates a mythology around it. Like yes. in your friend groups, they're like, hey, get that one photo and everyone yeah. knows what you're talking about. <laughs> yes. And I just think it's such a beautiful thing that we have that. It's like our own, it's almost like part of our language, mm-hmm. how we talk to each other. Hey, you know that photo? Yeah, I know that photo. Yes, man. That's I mean, crazy. Yeah, that has evolved into like the our conversations now and how we actually communicate with each other. It's crazy that that uh, pictures have that ability, you know, it's not just something that you're looking at, but it can literally, like you said, become its own story. Oh, dude, he's showing me these pictures. Oh man, that's a, so, those are so sick. Like, you know? Yes. And this mom, dude, she's like big Michelle Obama energy. Dude, yes. Um, there was one photo where she, so she had her arm stoic. up and she's got the guns. Oh, uh, shit. Oh, dude, those are him are really nice. Yeah, it's wow. like some, uh, I told him he looks like some men's warehouse. Yeah, dude, it does look you're like gonna, some men's warehouse. You're going to like yeah. the way you look. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. I don't know. Have you ever gotten a suit from men's warehouse? No, dude. I, I feel like the only suit I ever got was, and even being a pastor, I never had one. Oh, yeah. I uh, I think I got one when we got married. Pastors, well, and especially in your era, were it not, wasn't oh, a, here she is. Yeah, it wasn't Look a at thing. those guns, dude. D- damn. 
But yeah, doesn't she? She's I feel beautiful. Like she, yeah. she just looks so so regal. Yeah, that picture there. Shit, that's and, sick. and I'm like, bro, it's just the it's just the chalkboard wall, a little bit out of focus in the background. <laughs> that's so crazy. But it makes the best background. It looks like this looks like a million dollar photo. No, it really does. It looks man. like yeah, Annie, Annie Leibovitz Vanity Fair type yes, shit happening here, dude. One hundred percent for man. less than like a gallon of paint. There's no <laughs> and some chalk, dude. I'm still in that. So is everybody else listening? <laughs> no, I mean, I yeah, I think. In my perfect world, this studio would be just completely a transformer. Like, um, I've worked with another company recently. I can't talk about who it is. I'm not trying to be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to be that guy. But <laughs> exactly. I was, I was about I to say about it, and I'm like, oh, I can't say that. It's real. But one cool <laughs> thing about working with them is that we have in the studio space we work in, we have these sets that just roll in and roll out, like mm. walls on wheels, Whoa. and we'll put these walls together. And there'll be like a window part and you butt the window part up against it. And then you like line up some trees behind the window and then you blow that out like it's daylight. And like we create these really fake environments. And I would love to be able to do some of that here. At least like I would love to have like some walls of like uh, textures or patterns or fabric or something like that Mm -hmm. that I could just put behind people. Because I think a striking backdrop it can honestly be like 80% of a photo sometimes. Yeah. Like if you just put someone... Like in a in a nice looking you know shirt or jacket, and then put an interesting background behind them. I mean that that's the whole setup. What's it called? Like production value or something like that? Yeah, I mean I would say that adds production value. But it, it, to me, I agree though, man. Yeah, it's like all the difference, and it can be something cheap or stupid, like mm-hmm. a piece of paper or like some interesting fabric that you have or. Um, you know, Zach used to do a thing where he bought those, you know, those okay, Ikea would sell those twigs Oh, and yes. you would put them in a like vase and put yeah. them by your front door. Like you go to your friend's houses and we all have this fucking vase of sticks. Just and like twigs. And I'm like, I literally, like I literally bought something that I could have gone out in the woods and like exactly. snapped them off trees and done oh, my damn shit. self for free. But I said, no, Ikea, I want your sticks yeah, I want your, and, your sticks. and I'm going to put them in a vase and just put them in my house for zero reason. Dude, that's so funny. We used to do that. White oh, people yeah. are so weird. Dude, we, no one's doing that anymore. It's culture, bro. It's culture. I think the sticks are done. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> but anyway, Zach would take those and he would like use those as like shoot through them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it worked. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it can just be cheap, cheap little things. Yeah, man. One thing I wanted to bring up with you specifically as like a a creator, a content creator and taking pictures is lately. And we talked a lot about this off the podcast this morning, but about, um, for me, it's almost shaping and changing the way I see reality. Like I feel like that I used to take reality for granted. Mm. And what I mean is that I used to just like live my life and blah, blah, blah. And now because I've gotten more into film, like light, just like this lighting and where we're at right now in the studio, it's like, I appreciate it. It's Mm. weird. And it's almost causing me to like be more in the moment and even like sound, you know, like how unique it is like the cars that are coming by at this time and you know maybe some birds you hear in the distance chirping or a plane going overhead it almost creates this like you know one once in a lifetime symphony for us like in this moment for our backdrop and for some reason it's like it's just caused me to to yeah to appreciate that kind of stuff more and i wanted to just like see if I wasn't the only dumb motherfucker thinking that <laughs> dude no because like I I had this thought very recently too but it's always a thing for me um, I feel like people always ask me 
some, somehow always ask me what my pet peeves are. And I never really have a good answer because I think there's a lot of little things that annoy me, but I try to not, I try to not hone in on it too much because mm-hmm. I know I can obsess and I'm like better off if I just let things go. But one pet peeve is like going to someone's home and the lighting is bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. so I am very cognizant of like what things look like. And I think as I get older, I don't know, maybe as I, you know, <laughs> expand my mind more, I think I start to really take things in. Like I really like lock it in. I look around and I'm like, yeah. oh my God, this is happening and this is yes. happening. And this is how I feel and this is what it looks like. But yeah, like. You think the older we get, it'll become more rich? Like you'll, you'll, the closer you get to death, you're almost feeling this like mm. more appreciation of like, fuck man, this could be like the last day kind of feeling like, even if it's just subconscious, <laughs> yeah. you know? Cause yeah, I've dude. noticed dude lately, I feel like the fucking trees are more HD. Like I, I'm like, am I in a simulation? <laughs> like real talk? Like what dude, is going on? <laughs> that's, it's super real, dude. Yeah. I think that's very, it's a very real thing. Um, it's weird, man, you know? And for me, like I said, even just appreciating films more. Last night, I went out with my friend Shane Morton, and we went and saw that uh, Richard Stanley film, Color uh, Color Out of Space. Have you heard about this? Uh-uh. Bro, it is. It's got Nicholas Cage in it, dude. Well, okay. first of all, have you seen Mandy with Nicholas Cage in it? Yeah. Okay. My, uh, my, my special lady friend uh, really was like, dude, we got to watch me. So we watched Mandy. It was one of the movies. So we it's kind of the same vibe. Yeah. And, uh, and do you do the guy went out to watch the movie with, you know, he did cheddar goblin. So in Mandy, <laughs> that cheddar goblin scene, did you see that? The little eighties commercial? Yeah. He spit, my, that's the guy I was out with last night did that. And Mandy. Oh, wow. yeah. And like, and so that's why we went to see this film. Cause he's like, dude, it's got Nicholas Cage in it and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> and dude, I have to say it was like really badass. You should definitely see it. It's in like select. I think it only played at the plaza, like maybe a couple more times or something like that. But, um, but yeah, man, the whole idea without giving it away is it's about like color and yeah. how it like manipulates things. And that's about all I want to say without like crushing people's dreams. But, but the whole thing is like, I appreciated it more, the lighting in it, you know, it's, it's weird. I found myself watching even movies. That's the point I was making is like, differently like i'm not even just sitting back and which sometimes could be like suck right because you want to get lost and stuff but the but there's also that like kind of balance of like oh damn i really appreciate how they set the scene up how they you know set all that light up like that's crazy you know dude absolutely and like i think when i first made when i first made a film um i was Am I not close enough? <laughs> no, no, you're good. All right, here we go. It was when, it was when you coughed her. Oh, no, yeah, I don't want to cough into it. But no, you're good. Around. You know what you can do is do this. Okay. Trick, trick, trick. Got yeah. it. Oh, check that out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, if, when I first started making films, it was really interesting to me to see how everything was made, to really like see how the sausage was made, you know? Um and I never looked at, fil- I've never looked at film differently again. I can still kind of detach and like just enjoy a movie. But I really like in the back of my head, I'm watching movies and I'm like, okay, so he was obviously in a mocap suit here and they filmed it on a green (laughs) screen or like, oh, they they had a camera under this thing. Like I could, I'm like picking it apart. Like Mm -hmm. I'm like breaking it down to like what, like thinking about what it was like to shoot it. Mm -hmm. I can't help it. I'm Mm -hmm. always just, and sometimes I see things that I didn't used to see. Like sometimes I can see the acting now. Oh yeah. That's the worst. I, I know that like there's, 
there is a formula to acting that you can absolutely do. And I think some like lesser actors do that. And now I pick up on it. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this person does not have a good actor. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah. So I, I've never seen films differently after making a few. I was like, okay. And, it, but it also helped me to appreciate even like the shitty ones, the shitty movies. Yeah. No, I have, I have a strong affinity for like, shitty movies oh 100% man but then I was gonna say I like I, I didn't want to just sit around and ask you about movies but like did you see Joker yeah so to me I mean I think most people thought you know that the acting was incredible right I mean yeah. I, think, I feel like that's my consensus but like what I'm saying is like you can tell the difference in someone who can really fucking act yeah. and then like you were saying that like kind of and I feel like honestly maybe it's because it's such an oversaturated industry it's more and more now like you know movies are cheesier and shittier and that's what I'll say about that movie I was just talking about yeah. is that uh, Color Out of Space dude it's like definitely shot more old school but it's there's so much more appreciation to it like yeah some of the horror graphics in it are like fun cheesy but it's like it's great like i would rather have that than some fucking cgi that that, oh you, my God. that you also know is fake but then it's just yeah, like dude. even faker and it's Absolutely. like God, man like i kind of miss the animatronic like the jurassic parks of the of the world you know what i mean yeah we need more of that shit i would pretty much any day of the week i'll vote I, for a president like that <laughs> <laughs> i would i would always prefer like a guy in a shitty rubber suit or some kind of puppet monster over a CG any day of the week, even if it looks worse. Yeah. I just think it, because I grew up in that era of like practical effects. Oh, yeah. All the movies that I watched growing up were like like puppets. Yeah, man. Production value. They would actually build props and sets. Mm -hmm. And I understand now that like sometimes CG is like you have to do it because of, you know, production or politics or money or whatever, or some combination of all three. But yeah. I definitely think movies are better served when they do practical effects. Um, yeah, man. And there've been a lot of movies, I think, and directors who like steer towards that. I think like on the the first of the new the new Star Wars trilogy, yeah. JJ Abrams was like really committed to, hey, we want to build as much stuff as possible. Sets like even if we're standing in front of like one of the like X-wings, like build the fucking X-wing. Yeah. And they built it. Exactly. And like that's really behind them, mm-hmm. you know. It's not a fucking green screen. And yep. like I love that. Yeah, me too. Um, Especially if you're gonna spend that many millions and millions and millions of dollars. Well, yeah. Fucking like Ridley let's Scott do it. always said that. Um, Ridley Scott said it wasn't the price difference wasn't that much more to do it for real. Yeah. To build it and like because, um, you know, some of his movies like an Alien, they built all those machines and, mm-hmm. and like vehicles. I just watched that yesterday. It's crazy. You bring that up, dude. Yeah, dude. I haven't watched that in forever. I think it was like on HBO now or That's something. That's in my like top. Oh yeah, dude. Films. Yeah. Alien. I, do you like alien or aliens better? <sighs> so I'm definitely <laughs> aliens camp for sure. Me too. But the first one has a special place in my sure. heart. You know what I mean? Like it's so. It's also hard because the, the gap, the technology's just there in the like number two, you know. Right. And it's like it's just. Oh, but it, it, uh, it has so many more aliens. Elements. Aliens has the best third act of any movie. I feel like. Oh yeah, dude. Like that's a great yeah. Like when she Never when Newt that. goes missing mm-hmm. and she's like and what's his face is out, down for the count and yeah, she's like is. sit your ass down I got this and yeah. she straps up. Gets, gets the guns and like goes down and then like there's that scene where she gets to the bottom of the elevator oh, yeah, 
But then, like, in the elevator, she's, like, pacing and sweating, and she's, like, I'm about to go fight this alien queen. Like, it's just so tense and yeah. awesome. And then she's, uh, Sigourney Weaver is such a badass in that dude, movie, dude. 100%, man. Like, but amazing. Yeah, for me, definitely <laughs> aliens. It was, it was, uh, near and dear to my heart. Yeah, man. Um, one thing, too, dude, I just want to bring up is, it's actually been, we were just talking about this a little over a year since the last podcast we did. Yeah. And just what's so wild and dreamlike about it is like we sat here and we had one perce- perception that we were living through and the way we were thinking about life and even the way we thought about each other. And now we are sitting here again at the same table, you know, a year later and everything else in between just feels like some fucking dream. But now we look at life different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like kind of trippy, man. I was just kind of wanting to see like for you, maybe what has changed. Oh man. So many things have changed. I'm trying to think back to what was happening like a year ago this time. I know we were like, it was November of 2018 mm-hmm. when we got together or when the podcast came out. Mm-hmm. So maybe a little yeah, earlier. Actually, yeah. It might've been like October yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of things changed since then. Um, I think that was the year I went out, um, to LA in the summer. Yeah. I, I spent, that. spent a few months out there. Mm-hmm. I um, used to cyber stalk you. I yeah. still do, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just so glad people can't see our DMs. <laughs> oh my God. It gets pretty saucy in there. <laughs> yeah, it does. You have to. <laughs> I live out most of my fantasies there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, it's a great place. You've to been do a that. great source of uh, release. <laughs> Listen, we, we're fast and loose with the gifts. <laughs> In this uh, in this space, it's a safe space. It is a safe space, man. Um, But yeah, man. Oh, so many things have happened. Like usually, this time of year spells a few things for me. Like uh, when it gets cold, when it starts to be more overcast. I really like start to get, like, uh, do I decline. Bro. Yeah. I, I feel like I've been depressed for like the last few weeks. It's been yeah. rough. Yeah. And that's usually where I'm at. It. And I, f- and I feel like for, se- for several reasons, but I, I'm not feeling so much that way. This the, like winter has been a very different kind of winter for me. And I think it was like everything leading up to like my 40th birthday, mm-hmm. I was feeling all this energy about just like rebirth and, you know, like turning over, like going into a new chapter, like, yeah. you know, everything, like I'd had a couple of readings that, that were done Dude, for me, like that's cool. by various, uh, woo woo witchy people that I know. <laughs> yeah. And the readings were all saying the same thing. Like you're about to go for this big transformation. Yeah. And I was like, that's what it feels like. I feel yeah. like I'm becoming big dick energy. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. dude. I, like, I feel like I'm coming into like a new phase of life yeah, and man. feeling good about it. And so, you know, it just started building up. And, um, yeah. And like one of the big things that I learned this year is like, um, I think learning when to say no Mm. to like friendships. Oh, bro. (laughs) Let's preach. Which is, uh, let's preach. I'm very, (laughs) I think like, I've always wanted to talk about this with someone, um, who wasn't just like somebody I was talking to when I was high on my couch, but like (laughs) I, I've always had to make sure they were actually recording, right? Recording it. Um, (laughs) but no, I've just, uh, it's, it's occurred to me that there is no rule book or guide or good way 
Like we have no tools for how to navigate our f- platonic friendships. Yeah. I mean, we barely have a rule book for how to do it in a romantic relationship. <laughs> yeah, but I think there are some more defined parameters, right? Mm-hmm. In a romantic relationship, you do this, but you don't do this. Exactly. It's kind of universal. Yes. Yeah. And in friendships, we have that too, but it's more ambiguous. Yeah. It's more, it's, it's more super f- gray now that I yeah. think about it. I didn't think about that. Before. It's very nuanced. Like what Whoa. constitutes a, a slight and what constitutes like, you know, you're being an asshole. Yeah. Or, so, you're being overbearing, right? This or that. There's all these subtleties. So I mean, I, even like our DMs, we were just talking about yeah. not to like cut you off. Ugh, I'm trying to get better, folks. Bear with me. Ego's got a stronghold. <laughs> like I've had friends where. I do the same thing with, mm-hmm. and maybe I'm not as close with them, or I thought like they could, they, they were cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've even had business relationships, dude. Like, I, I won't say the business because I won't call them out. This is a funny fucking story, dude. I sent this one business that I was in relationship <laughs> with, and I've become friends with the owner, you know? Like, yeah. uh, and, and I thought we were cool, you know? I mean, I'm friends with a bunch of owners and... And whatever, you know? It's like, it's it's just like a... I, I thought we were friends, I guess, essentially. And so I send my wacky-ass DMs in the middle of the night. Like, you've got a few of them, <laughs> I'm sure. And, dude, I just... I remember seeing him, and I like to just comment on guys i like to i had to tell them they're beautiful you know yeah. what i mean i i kind of believe it you know and um and so yeah he was he was uh you know on his stories or some shit like that and i just commented back and i was like damn dude i was like your lips look so good i was like i cannot wait to make out because we were supposed to like hang out in a in the future you know in a few yeah. months to do like this business deal and dude he went so silent on me bro oh wow and that was yeah pretty much the end like i even tried to apologize and fucking and i was just like damn dude you know and so i guess going back to nuances and friendships it's like i didn't know like you you probably have got me right like even though we don't hang out very physically yeah we we talk a lot we're, through dms yeah with digital friends which i right. feel like is like the new evolution of life anyways because well it's another it's another um i feel like it's another kind of relationship exactly like we didn't, people didn't have that before. I guess maybe in the form of, uh, you know what it it takes me back to is like in the old days, uh, you know, when you couldn't physically be together, it didn't make sense to be together all the time. You'd pen pal, right? Like, you know, those old couples that have like those boxes of letters and they'd Mm -hmm. send them back and forth every day. And, you know, back in the day, post office was probably efficient, you know? Yeah. Um, and you could send letters back and forth. And I think like it's a similar thing, but it's like, it's not the same as your real in like in the flesh friendship, right? Yes. It's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. It's like, but it's another way of relating to a person. And mm-hmm. it's hard. Uh, we talked earlier a little bit about dating and I think it's hard when somebody you relate well in person, but you don't relate well on the internet uh, or like, vice versa. Right. You know, yeah. And that's probably what happened with me and that guy yeah. is that I, that I thought we were relating in this certain way and I fucked up by maybe not catching the nuances yeah. and that's what gets so fucking sticky and weird in our world now well, is that there's all these fucking and that comes to the other, nuances. that comes to the other part of it, which is I think people, if you find yourself in a situation like that, <clears throat> I think that we have a real problem with, 
people being able to speak up and Mm -hmm. talk about the things that are bothering them in Mm -hmm. a friendship or even a relationship, like in a relationship, again, that's hard enough. That's its own special case, but like just two people are friends and like one person does something to like hurt the other person or, or make them feel weird or whatever. And people just don't talk about it. That's why so true, dude. ghosting is so prevalent. Yeah. It's because I don't know if it's just like a whole generation of people that, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be a boomer here, but like, I don't know <laughs> okay, if, if there's boomer. a whole generation of people who don't have proper conflict resolution skills. Mm-hmm. And I think it's sort of counter like productive, um, because there's so many of these like Instagram accounts now that'll post those little like macros that say things like, you know, if someone does something you don't like, fuck it, leave them, like cut them out of your oh, life. Like, yeah, it's the and worst. there's a lot of that culture being preached. It's, it's like dumb philosophy, you well, know, it's like a, yeah. like a philosophy page would have like, you know, don't hold attachments because then you won't worry or some right. shit, you know, this is like their like version of it. You know, it's like, no, it's just very... say fuck it to everybody, you know, just sling dick when you can and fucking <laughs> knife them when you can. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's dude. like, God, all right, dude. Well, yeah, mantra, dude. bro. I mean, seriously. And it's it's very much like that because I think that, I don't know. Um, Do you think it's because we've just gotten so used to hiding behind a screen that like that yeah. some of it's fake, some of it's like maybe exploratory, maybe some of it's release, you know, when people get mad on the internet or, or want to cause problems? Well, I problems. think it's the same thing that um, allows you to, like people, we were talking the other day, um, about how people become different when they get in a car. Oh, Something about God, the human yes. psychology changes when you get in a car because people are willing to be <sighs> such assholes out on the road. Huge. And I'm including myself. I have definitely I've pulled... done it. Everyone's done it at least once. <laughs> yeah, Everyone. you're, you're lying if you're not you're admitting. You're lying if you've If you never... haven't been shitty in traffic, yeah, dude, God dude, bless you. Yeah, there's like, no yeah, way. No yeah. human out there, dude. So like, <laughs> but we become different people when we enter that little metal true. box. Yeah. You know, it's like... The small ass piece of glass to separating us. But um, seventy mile an hour winds. My my lady made a very interesting point, and she said it's kind of like it's because you have a little bit of anonymity. Mm. Like you know, you don't have to talk to this person or interact mm-hmm. with them ever again. It's just this little you're in this little bubble, and you bump mm-hmm. up against their bubble for a second. Mm-hmm. And who cares what that interaction is like? Because you know they don't know you, you don't know them. Yep. But like exactly, and that's really true. And I think that's the same thing on the internet. People are more free to like shit talk or be evil yeah. when they don't have any accountability yeah. for it. And I know? think that is the problem too: is this accountability of self. You know, yeah. it's like people who are hurting want to hurt, right? People who are angry about their situation want to be angry. You know, right. it's like we mirror into reality what the fuck we're feeling. You know, and it's like. And, and that's the bigger issue, you know, is that, and obviously you see it more now in mental health and depression rising and suicide rising and people just being fucked up and doing fucked up shit is rising, you know? And mm. it's because, dude, people don't take care of themselves because they don't know how, you know? We were raised in a system oh, yeah. that it's like, I'll teach you one, two, and three, but I'm not going to teach you how to deal with depression or teach you how to deal with your friends being this or that, or even, dude, back to friends because there's a lot to oh, break yeah. down here is like yeah. 
when do you break ties? You know what I mean? There is this really weird connotation that when you become friends with someone, you have to be with them for life. Yeah. And that is just not the well, truth. And that's, that's, that's the fairy tale. And if they're great, then great, man, yeah. you know, then fucking keep kicking. But where but do you draw the line? Yeah, dude, I'm so glad that you brought this up. Cause this is the conversation that I've always wanted to have. And as I think we don't talk about it enough, we don't have any good tools for how to manage. Well, we definitely don't have good tools for how to manage our friendships on social media. Right. And oh, that, no. and that specifically a couple times this year has gotten me in trouble mm-hmm. like over the past year. So I learned some things, but like on social media, you can be friends, you can be not friends or you can be blocked. Those are the three statuses you can be, you know, yeah. I think maybe there's a sub uh, you know, there's a bullet point under one of those that says like somebody follows you, but you don't follow them or vice versa. Yeah. Um, which I have some of those and that's its own set of like, you know, like if someone follows me, but I don't follow them back, am I being an asshole? Yeah. Like if I, if I see really someone's weird. page and I'm like, okay, Hey, you know, cool that you followed me. And I look through their work and I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean, but like, if I'm not compelled by it or if it doesn't speak to me, I just yeah. don't give them a follow back. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, you what know, do you, what is your obli- uh, obligation to that person? If they're DMing you or commenting too yeah, much. And I feel like because someone oh, like trying to like a, maybe get your attention and dude, honestly, I feel like I, I have to catch myself because sometimes I get on there, dude. Yeah. I, when I get on, I get on real quick and get off. You know, I'm either yeah. posting. I like to look at stories. I like to DM my friends. Yeah. But if I comment on your page, it's because it was just right there and it popped yep. up and I comment because I just want to be friendly. But then I had to catch myself because I'm like, I don't want to seem like some overbearing asshole. I just like people and I want to be friendly. Yeah. I think that there's, I don't know, there's definitely like a, there's definitely like a limit, I guess. Yeah. Like interaction. I mean, it's, it's everybody's preference. Some people like with their friends, they just like to, you know, go back and forth forever. You know, I like to banter a little bit and then I do too. Usually then I fuck off, you know, but yeah, then that's just, you know, that's for people to figure out, I guess. But like, yeah. Um, yeah, I have had some people who seem like they feel a little entitled to my time Mm -hmm. or, that's the attention. weird part, right? Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's, it does make things weird, you know, and it's like in a perfect world, anyone who wanted to hang out with me and spend time with me, I would be like, yes, absolutely. Um, that said... It's not realistic. You know, it's not realistic. Not if we're going to pay bills and work jobs and do and creative shit. And the fact shit. that I don't see a lot of the people I love dearly enough... Like there's a list, you know, there's, (laughs) and there's people who like are in my life, but I don't know as well as I wish I did. And there's so many different statuses of friendship, Um, you know, and I'm like, how can I put this person? So I had a couple instances this year where I had to do a couple friend breakups. Yeah. And one of them I think was maybe my fault a little bit. Um, I'm still unpacking it. Where was I, the line drawn? Like, what was it? What was the catalyst for these things kind of being? So like I've the, tried. I've tried the past several years. I've, just because I found myself, you know, in relationships and friendships sometimes where it was very out of balance, mm-hmm. and, I, and I've been trying to unpack what that is. What is that? Like, what's happening that this is like a, a theme for me? And so I started to take notice of any relationships that felt more draining than they did energizing, or I felt like it was out of balance in terms of like what one person was bringing to the table mm-hmm. versus the, and I don't like, 
I'm not sitting here with monetary. Like a I get it. Yeah. But like, it's not so transactional for me, mm-hmm. but I do start to notice that like, Hey, every time we spend time together, you're using me as your therapist, Yeah. you know, and you're really just dumping everything on me. You don't ask how I am or how I'm doing. You don't even, you don't even do this. Yeah. I'm like, Oh shit. I do. Like, no, I get it. But though. like, but then not even really doing anything for me ever or like trying to see if like I'm okay or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? So like, I'll notice those things and yeah. Typically, I would just keep spending time with people like that, you know, because I'm like, okay, well, this is just our dynamic. But I started to take notice of these things, and I started saying, hey, you know what? The next time this person asks to hang out, I'm just going to say no. I'm yeah. sorry. Because I am too old. Like, my time is becoming really precious yes, to me, right? So dude. who I spend it with and what I'm doing yeah. are very, very important. Yes. I'm very cognizant of that. And so in this particular instance, this was like, there was a series of misunderstandings like and miscommunications. Um, I had a dude um, basically like break it down. You're what you were just telling me about your DMS with that guy. Mm-hmm. I was kind of on the reverse end of that where it was like this guy, um, we had a couple interactions that I was like, I don't know if he's like a little bit hitting on me or I don't know. Oh, if like you thought it might've like, he might actually be like, yeah. Possibly. Oh, like, okay. right. but cause I was like, are we just joking? Cause like, you know, I do those jokes with For you, sure. with you, yeah. with my other friends. Like yeah. we, we have those like dude jokes back and forth Yeah, and you know, it's, it's crass and whatever. Yeah. It's just, but yeah, it's just like, stupid, but this guy, I know? didn't really know him like that. Yeah. And he, sometimes he would say things and I'm like, wait, was that real? See, uh, I got to catch myself. Fuck uh, dude. I'm getting well, convicted. <laughs> no dude, listen, I think that it just depends. But with this dude in particular, like he said a couple, he just really, he said two things that really threw me for a loop. And one of them was, you know, like, I mean, he was always kind of like handsy, you know what I mean? Oh, and I'm like, some people are just like that. Sure. Some people are touchy feely. doesn't really work well in this age. I don't mm-hmm. recommend it. <laughs> Being a handsy person is not going to get you where you want to be, no. fellow, fellas. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just learn to shut that part of you down. But so he'd always come up and like grab my, rub my back, whatever. And oh, I'm like, cool, again, I don't know you that yeah. well, but I like this guy. He was cool. And I was like, whatever. He's just a touchy guy. And then a couple of times he said something like one time he, he made a suggestion that I um, join he and his lady friend oh, for some activity. And okay. I was like, I was like, uh, is that a real question? He's like, nah, dude, I'm just kidding. And uh-huh. I was like, interesting. But he was very specific. Like he brought it up like as soon as I That's got definitely there. definitely a probe. Before anyone else got there. And so what I did was I, we had a mutual friend and this person knew him a lot better. And I asked about it and they told me like, Oh no, dude, he's just, he's just goofing around. That wasn't real. And I was like, you know what? You know him better than I do. I'll take that at face value. But this person then relayed that all that information back to the guy and he was really pissed and upset at me because I didn't just talk to him directly. And I think looking back, I'm like, you know, that was probably the better thing to do. Yeah, but it's hard. I feel for me you. to just approach him and be like, "Hey, I mean, dude, sure, maybe it's a better thing." Like, "Hey, dude, do, we had that I moment the other night, and I just <laughs> want to know, like, for the record, like, was that for real or whatever?" Because, yeah. like, if it is, you know, like, we obviously need to have that conversation, but like, yeah, you know, and I should have just had yeah. that talk with him, but yeah. instead, and then like what ensued is like it just kind of went down this little path, and I just said, you know what, it's probably best that we don't really like talk or hang out anymore. 
um, because for whatever reason he felt he felt very much in deficit. Mm-hmm. Like he was always the one pouring out, doing, making the efforts, inviting uh, me to things, but yeah. I wasn't inviting him to things. And yeah. like, truth told, that was true. And I think that what it caused me to realize and start to realize is how important it is. Like in that situation, I could have handled things better. Yeah. But the better thing to do altogether would have been to like not even allow the space for that relationship in the first place because I don't really have yeah. the time or energy for that or at the very least it's just that our our wants and needs weren't compatible i think that like he wanted me to be the same type of friend to him that i that he was to me yeah but for me that wasn't realistic because i already have those relationships elsewhere exactly and like i really appreciated how he brought me into his fold he introduced me to his people like it was Mm -hmm. cool and i really liked him as a as a person um <clears throat> and so, and so there were those things yeah. on the table, like, "Hey, I like you. You're cool. We get along." But then there's this one part where we just yeah. don't really see eye to yeah. eye. And um, I think that was something I learned is like I can no longer allow people into my life that I don't have the full energy. Like I need to make sure that we're on the same like yeah. expectation level. That's exactly what I was just because like say, you dude. have those friends. I have friends that like I will honestly see once every six months mm-hmm. and we'll get coffee and we'll yeah. like really catch up for like three hours and then we'll, we'll do that we'll again peace eventually. Out and yeah. then we'll do it again next time. Yeah. And like, there's no, and there's no, what I love with my, my true people is that like, we can do that and no one's thinking behind the scenes like, Oh, you know, Dan's pissed off at me cause I haven't heard from him and whatever. It's just like Dude. knowing that like tide shift, you know, schedules are crazy. Yes. People need to allow space. I think we've all gotten so neurotic, partially because of social media. It's like yes. we're always seeing what everyone's doing and like, oh, so and so's doing this without me. Yep. And we have so much FOMO. Dude. And I think it's it's affected our friendships. I think people because yeah. that guy specifically commented, he's like, I see you always out, you're always doing things and you never invite me. And I was uh, like, Wow. Oh my God. But also like uh. I'm not entitled to it. Like, I don't have dude, to invite ex- you. That's, dude, just so you're, you're, I'm so glad we're talking about this, yeah. dude, because I feel like every motherfucker needs to hear this. Yeah. And like, we've all somehow maybe gotten caught up in it at some level, but dude, it's just about being fucking grownups. It's about right. expectations versus reality. Right. And we all have to, like you said, just get off our fucking selfish high horse about me, 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 and realize that just life is happening, man. And like, yeah. that's what I love about our friendship. And honestly, dude, probably like 95% of my relationships are like that yeah. now because I hang out with people that are, have awareness right. that I don't have to fucking babysit that I know that they're doing their own badass shit that I can celebrate from afar yeah. and then when we get together we can hang out have a fucking good time no one's sitting like you said behind the fucking scenes going wow 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 woe is me because you don't I used fucking to have, see me check you this know? out I used I'm to like, literally fuck off dude I just want cool people you know let's just hang out I feel that so hard. <laughs> and like back in the day, there was, this is back in like 2010 or so, I had these friends, you know, I'm using air quotes, uh, who, it was that thing where it was like, we, like they really liked us. It was like a couple, couple thing. Yeah. And they really liked us. And like at the beginning, we liked them, but they were like, things just kind of were weird sometimes. And we're yeah. like, I don't know. Like yeah. hanging out as a group just didn't feel fun. So I yeah. just didn't want to do it. Yeah. And so we were, we were admittedly very ghosty and dodgy and avoidant. 
Because you're trying to be nice. Right. And when, but people don't get that aspect of it too, though. I mean, it's maybe not right, but it, maybe it, it is. It doesn't help anything to be nice, honestly. Yeah, but, you're true. but we ended truth. up in this worst place, which is like avoiding wow. them and being weird and, and like being avoidant. And we would see them and they'd be like, oh, well, why, why haven't we seen you in so oh, long? Like, what's going worst. on? And it's like they, they were spend always, the whole time doing that. And I'm like, can we just enjoy the time we're together and not talk about that? Because <laughs> yeah. it's making me uncomfortable because you're calling me on my bullshit. <laughs> no, but dude, that's so uncomfortable but and yeah, weird. So, I hate that. And, yeah. I've, and I think like my back then, it just ended up being a situation in which I kind of just ghosted them, you know. Um, is that going to change the audio for you a what? lot? The oh, going in and out of the air and out. Not too bad, man. I mean, okay. I use this like sound so pro- uh, okay. program, and it usually kills most of it. If not, we're, people can we're peeking. Off. We're no, pe- I'm just kidding. Peeking please behind don't. the wall. Please don't. <laughs> um, no, dude. But so, like, that's um, that's super real. Where do we leave off? With friends and just like oh, finding yeah. that. So th- th- that's what. Yeah, sucks. it's about it's like, balance, and yeah. I think it's about knowing that like your friendships, whatever they are. Like I've had people who I'm really close to and we talk every day and then there'll be times when we don't talk every day. Yeah. And it's very easy to be like, Oh, what did I do? The dynamic has shifted. This person's mad at me. And then people, you know, make up assumptions about what's going on and they get in their heads and they don't, they don't actually talk to the other person about it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes like the worst part of that is then they go talk to other people and it becomes gossip. It's the story. That's not even accurate. And then it's like, yeah. So I've seen that happen too. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, that's kind of what happened with that implosion that I just told you about is like the dude got third party information like that. I had said something to our mutual friend who said something to him. And I'm like, great. So now we have, now it's drama. And I'm like, I thought I lived a pretty drama free life, but like that yeah. showed me that like, oh, hey dude, you you still have some, there are times when you can do things that are like a little toxic, you know, or yeah. maybe if not going that far, but like just unhealthy, you know, mm-hmm. like there are better ways that you can communicate with people. And one of those for me after that situation and some other things, it's been, dude, it's been like a slow build to get to this point, but I'm at this point now where I'm like, I'm drawing very clear boundaries with everyone in my life. You have to, man. And having hard conversations when they're necessary. Mm -hmm. Like if somebody does something that's not cool, I'd take them aside and be like, yo, that wasn't cool, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, I love you. I'm not mad. Like, but we have to talk about this. I don't want to talk about it, but we have to Mm -hmm. because it was like hurtful or like whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've had those conversations and, for the most part, I feel like they go really well. Yeah. And I've had to have another kind of conversation this year too, which has been breaking up with friends. Mm-hmm. You know, someone comes into your life and you start, <clears throat> you know, communicating, hanging out. Yeah. And the assumption is like by our societal rules or whatever. Exactly. Is that it's you, like common law marriage, you common met, law friendships. Yeah, you meet someone <laughs> and then they're just in your life forever now. Yeah. It's like, you meet someone and then that's your friend and then yeah, you know them forever that's and That's your little tribe now. Because it doesn't follow the same dynamics as romantic relationships, which definitely have a finite you know, beginning and ending sometimes. Yes. But friendships, there's no, we're not taught that friendships have beginning and endings. When mm-hmm. We're not taught how to manage our friendships. Mm-mm. It's just like, hey, you're in my life. And I got to put up with you. And I'm going to do me and you're going to do you. <laughs> and like, let's just hope that we, yeah. that jives <laughs> for like a long time. Yeah. Um, but we don't have any good tools for like 
conflict resolution and in our friendships. But like I had a few situations this year, one in particular where um, somebody that I had worked with creatively was like, Hey, we should like hang out, you know, Mm -hmm. get a drink sometime. And so we would do that. Um, and at first I wasn't sure like what the intention was. I'm like, is this like, is this a romantic thing? Or yeah. Just friends? Are we about to fight or fuck? Right. But like, so, but she just, you know, she wanted to be friends. And I was like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And I realized like after the second or third time, I'm like, I'm not really enjoying this. Like, I'm not trying to be mean. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not trying to be hateful or anything like that. But I just, I wasn't enjoying it and I wasn't feeling like she was enjoying it. Yeah. I just don't feel like we were in sync. We weren't dialed into each other. Like I, like if you and me sitting here right now, I feel like we're on the same page. We're just chilling. Two guys talking, right? Yeah. When I was with her, I didn't feel like we were on the same page. I feel like she's somewhere else in her head. Mm -hmm. She's like on another, like the reasons for her being here are different than mine. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like we were just not on the same page and it just felt, it just didn't feel good to me. And I got to a point, and it should have happened way sooner, but I got to a point where I was just like, listen, I like you. I respect you creatively. I think you're a cool person. I don't think we should hang out anymore. Yeah. And that's not, and it's, we can't, it's like, we're not allowed to have that conversation. Yeah. There's exactly. something that feels very wrong to us about telling a person like, Hey, I don't want to be your friend. Yeah. Cause if somebody likes you and they think you're cool, like you should just be their friend, right? Like that's just how mm-hmm. it works. But we don't have a dialogue happening about how to manage friendships. Yeah. And I think there are so many rifts that happen in friendships that like, you know, but people just stay in there because there's no good avenue for breaking up with a friend. And then you let, you allow toxic people to be in your life or you allow things to be out of balance where mm-hmm. you're the one who's either not spending enough energy. Cause I feel like what I've distilled it down to is like, most people, it's most conflicts come down to like one person wants something that the other person yes. doesn't want to give. The expectations are always just like right. out of whack. And almost nine times out of ten, you can boil that down to that conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, I but, thi- no, yeah, I was going to say too. I think that one thing I've been noticing too is that it's an awareness issue that people don't aren't aware of what level of friendship they are having with the other person. Right. Like, like we were talking about, there's, there's a friendship of a level where oh. someone's following Dreambeard and they comment or they'll send me a DM and I'll just, and I will comment back because I'm a nice person and I right. want to connect with people. Right. So I'll say, yeah, Hey man, well, thanks, you know, or thanks yeah. for that or whatever, you know, blah, blah. And then that's kind of for me where that friendship ends. Yeah. And I still consider that person a friend, right? Someone who writes in to me about the podcast. It's a friend, you know, me and you, it's a friend, you know, and we have, the, one of my favorite friendships where it's like when we see each other it's fucking awesome yeah. and then we celebrate each other from afar we talk and yeah. we get that together it's badass and then you know you have like the other ones where you're talking to them every day or you're seeing yeah. them every day and blah 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 but then people feel like they're maybe the everyday or when they're like a follower that just sent you a dm and i think it's an awareness issue that people aren't really being objective to the situation they're being more self-centered in the way that they're perceiving reality and they're almost creating their own reality you know what i mean yeah dude i think that's absolutely true it's um, crazy and you know you hear that sometimes where people are like they're <laughs> they'll have someone who that person is like oh yeah um you know ryan he's my best friend dude yeah. ryan's my best friend and yeah. like if somebody were to tell you like, Hey, 
Uh, Chris, Chris said that you were his best friend. You'd be like, yeah. uh, You'd be like what? He's not my best friend. Like, <laughs> yeah. So you can have people on two different pages like that because they're simply just not talking. And I feel like I've seen that happen all the time with yeah. people that are just out of sync where it's like one person thinks that like, Hey, this is like, that's my ride or die person. Yeah. We're really tight. And the other person's like, that's news to me. It's kind of delusional in a way. You know? And you have to wonder like what, like at, at what point is it just two people not communicating? And what point is it one person's psychosis? I don't know. Dude, it's almost, yeah, but I think it gives the people, you know. I'm not trying to just like no, crazy label anyone. But I like, think it's, dude, I think we're all kind of putting ourselves in that kind of psychosis of like a dream state. And I think what happens is, you know, someone has like an, uh, you know, they end up having a conversation with Dan out in public. And now all of a sudden they feel connected to Dan. And now when they see him on Instagram every day, cause now we're allowed to just like be with people all the time through stories and through engaging. Right. Now they, now they're taking that little physical interaction they had with you into the digital space. And now they're marrying the two together and creating a fabricated reality where they're essentially being like, this is uh, you know, this is what, is actually happening, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it, it's false, you know, and then they end up living by that and actually getting real emotions. Mm. That's what's so crazy about a story, dude, is you can, I mean, that's what's film movies, all that shit. It's a story that yeah. invokes real emotions in us. And it, so it becomes real to us. And that's what people with beliefs and God and all that kind of stuff, like you right. don't understand because I felt something right. And people feel the same thing with friendships. And like, yeah. And I'm happy that, anyone watches my story and feels like they're part of my, cause I think that that's, 100%. that's it, right? It's like you watch people's story and you yeah. feel like you're part of it. Yeah. Like I that's saw what that I want people to do. Yeah. I, and so like whenever people feel that way and they feel like, like I always want to be approachable and friendly and mm -hmm. like, you want to get in my DMS and talk to me about whatever photography. Of course. Dude, sometimes people come out of nowhere with some shit and like, I just roll with it. You know, like sometimes people start talking to me about like they're, you know, my dad died and I'm like, Oh damn yeah. dude. Like, you yeah. know, I go into that therapist mode, you yeah. know? but like, there's only so much of that that I feel like I have energy for. And mm -hmm. so it's hard for me sometimes because sometimes people do like whatever they find a point of connection with me. I guess that's really what it comes down to is they, you know, they, they're looking through this lens mm -hmm. and they're seeing me a certain way and saying, Hey, I relate to this guy or this guy's like me or like, you know, there's something about this guy that like I like his life seems cool or he's, interesting i don't know whatever it is people think think i'm an asshole whatever it mm -hmm. is but they formed a view of me through this lens uh, that i create by the way right like so yes. it's we're creating our we're own creating it. Are, we're creating our own story about ourselves <sighs> exactly. this is the story we're telling everyone else about us exactly it's our and deck so, of playing cards and people watch that and they say oh yeah this guy and they want to talk to me about things and like but I don't always have the energy for it. So when homeboy slides up in my, in my DMS and mm -hmm. like starts telling me about like, you know, whatever his life's going on, I'm like, I try to be as empathetic as I can. And like, I want to, you know, I'm always, you know, I'm always down to talk to people and connect with people, but there's a point at which like, you have to draw some, I don't line, have right? infinite energy for exactly, that, man. especially for the heavy stuff. Like if you're coming at me with heavy stuff, you know, it's one thing. If you want to ask me, about a lens mm -hmm. or a camera or like some kind of technical photography question, I will drop you paragraph bombs on like how that shit's going. But if we want to talk about the heavy stuff, like yeah. start talking about emotional stuff, existential stuff, like I reserve that energy 
for this um, podcast for, <laughs> for this podcast but like you know i definitely i try to reserve that energy for my people for yeah. my for my tribe because no, i feel like for sure you know that's that's how the people in my life are like we really like go deep yeah you know, and we really like get real with each other so i try to like save some space for that not that i can't you know dive into that space with other people who aren't in my circles but like you know, it's just, it becomes a hard thing to manage. Like, how do I start to manage these things? And and for me, resources management is a big part. Like I said, I only have so much energy to give to so many people. Yeah. And, you know, when I realized with that person this year that I'm like, Hey, I'm going through this process every time. And every time I'm thinking, I just don't want to do this anymore. And I have to just be honest and say it to her. Mm -hmm. And that was really hard for sure. But it was also really necessary so I had to, I had to just do it and be like, look, man, we can't hang out anymore. And she was upset and she like, you know, said some things and I was like, all right, like you're entitled to feel that way. It's yeah. cool. But please know like this isn't, <laughs> I don't hate you. I don't think you're a bad person. Like yeah. it's nothing like that. All it is, is I just think that like our time spent together is better spent doing something else. Exactly, man. <laughs> you know, and it's yeah. not you know, and there's, and I feel like we don't have a space in which to say that to people. Yeah. So you end up resenting people Mm -hmm. because they're always, you know, they always want to suck your time up or hang out with you and you don't want to hang out with them, but you say yes because you feel guilty or you're bored. Um, I did that too. You know, I had a couple relationships where it was like, Somebody would hit me up and I'd be like, I literally like I'm doing nothing else with my life today. It's like based in boredom. Yeah. And I'm like, I could go hang out with that person and Mm -hmm. be fine. You know? Um, Mm -hmm. And there are sometimes, you know, there are people in my life who it's like, I don't know that well and I want to know better. And we only get a chance once every so often to get together. And I'm like, oh man, I want to make a point to like reach out to this person and Mm -hmm. like, let's go at least get a meal or something, you know, because I think, you know, it's, it just becomes difficult, but yeah, I would, I would really love to see a couple things happen. I'd love to see people start talking more honestly and like saying no to friendships and relationships that, mm-hmm. that are draining or that are like out of balance. Yeah. You know, if like you just don't like hanging out with somebody, you have to be, you have to have that hard conversation. Yeah. Say like, listen, you're cool, but like, I don't enjoy our time together and I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And like find a way to say that that's as like kind and respectful as possible, but be very honest, you know? Yeah. But then the other part is like, I would love to see people stop ghosting one another. Yeah. Cause that is like far. It's rough. It's far too prevalent and it's so unnecessary and so hurtful to the people who are being ghosted. Like it, I feel like it, you know, I try to like, you know, let bygones be bygones. But I do think that ghosting people does real damage. Yeah. I think it, it breeds people's insecurity. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people, because they're not given an understanding at all. So yeah. now they're back to stories. We get they right. got to fabricate a yeah. reason, and it could. It, and if they would have known the real reason, it could have let them down so much easier. And like I do, I'm a firm believer that we all have to make our own closure. Like I think closure, oh, yeah. closure is not always all handed to us in a neat little box. And mm-hmm. like, like here you go. Like sometimes you have to draw the conclusions to your own stories. And I think that that's what's hard to me about ghosting is like, I think that like, while yes, I do think that we are, we have to just be able to make our own closure. I think that it's not that difficult for, um, someone to just be like, you know, especially let's take a romantic situation, right? You go out on a date, 
and the guy is really into the girl, and the girl's kind of like, eh. Yeah. Eh, maybe I can hang out with this guy again. He wasn't, I didn't hate him, you know, it wasn't that bad. And so they go out again, and the guy's just even more smitten and more into it, and girl can sense it. And instead of having a conversation about it, she'll just, you know, become more and more avoidant, mm-hmm. send him like one word texts, whatever. Meanwhile, he's thinking, oh, I met someone. This is special. This could go somewhere. Yeah, I've been that, and then, I've been on both sides. And then she disappears off the earth, and he's left wondering what the hell happened. Mm-hmm. And I've heard this, you know, from both sides, you know. Um, I think that, like, that kind of stuff happens all the time. Like, one person is a little avoidant. They're hard to, they're hard to pin down. And I feel like it's very clear that, like, if friendships, relationships, whatever. If someone wants to be in your yeah. life, they're just going to be in your life. Yeah. You don't have to chase people down. You don't have to beat them over the head. You yep. don't have to convince them that you're cool or that you have mm-hmm. worth. They'll just, they'll just see you and be like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're cool. And I want to know you yeah. and spend time with you. And don't feel inadequate if they can't, because right. it's probably because they're just really busy or whatever. Or even if they don't want to hang out with you or whatever the case may be, it's like, you know, I think the problem is, is people are out of balance. Like yeah. people don't take care of their own bullshit. And so then when they get in LinkedIn with another human, it carries that bullshit. But I think going back to even just like the separation is that like, you know, you don't have to let that be. And I'm talking about, I'm talking about in your own reality, right? Cause yeah. you can't control your, the friend or the split up or whatever happened. But you know, the way I look at it, man, is every bad relationship I've ever had now, I, if I feel in any kind of angst at all, or their, their name comes up in my mind, I try to position them in that moment in time when I actually did care about them mm. and when I did love them, because that moment in time still exists somewhere in the universe. We right. know that time isn't linear. We know that the, the, these moments live on for eternity. That's why they call it the eternal moment. We'll have this podcast forever, you know? Yeah. And there's always a moment in time where you can come back to where, you know, maybe it was just the first greeting you ever had with a human, but with that, with that person, but you can come back to that place and rest in that place when, when, when their awareness comes, you know, uh, in, in front of you, you know? And so for me, that's kind of how I've had to deal with it is understand people are mm. out of balance. They're caught up in their own shit. Yeah. And, and sometimes it just gets projected on you, but you have to be confident enough to make that separation. You know what I mean? And not feel obligated to people, you know, and, and it gets weird too, yeah. because then there's like beliefs, you know, and, and, uh, and politics and all these different things, which oh to God. me, to me actually yeah. doesn't bother me. I can be friends with people that believe whatever, but for yeah. some people, those become real big lines, you know, and that can also become something you have to separate yourself from. Yeah. I think, you know, I, for me, it's important to have people, I mean, I don't need to have I don't need to be friends with people whose beliefs or politics are exactly like mine, you know, on any yeah. level. Like that's not a requirement. Um, but I know that that's a thing, you know, and yeah, I, but I do want to align myself with people who I feel like are, you know, at their core, like morally good. Mm-hmm. And in the space force. Yeah. <laughs> and in the space force. Cause like, you gotta man, have a fucking space force. I know, dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I mean, I think that like, it's, it's very important to, be purposeful about the people you let into your life. You yeah. Know? Um, you know, and I think that it's very easy to let people in your life who just, be, just because they want to be there and they have those expectations of you that like, Hey, you're a person and I like you, think you're cool or want some of your time. And I'm just yeah. going to like reach so out now and you're grab mine. it. Yeah. So now you're mine or whatever, you know? And it's like, 
It's just hard. And I think we, we not, we're not given proper tools to manage these things. Therefore, most of us are pretty bad at navigating. Yeah. And I think that some people out there are probably really great. And yeah. like, I applaud those people. I've personally been trying to just be as direct as possible. Like yeah, you when, got I, to. when I feel something like find the most honest and kind way of saying that to someone. Cause I never want to hurt anyone's feelings. I never want to like say anything that's going to cause anyone pain Yeah, or do anything like, Especially when it comes to like, if someone wants to be my friend or be in my life and I have to say like, listen, I only have so much room and you like, literally I don't have space for you or I just don't feel close enough to you to let you into that space. Like whatever it is. Yeah. But just saying no to someone who's like, wants to be in your life is hard. Yeah, it is. It is. It and really I feel is. like we need, and we need like lessons in that. We need mm-hmm. coaching. We need advice. Like. Um, cause far too often I feel like we just like let shitty people hang around and like they're a dark cloud over us. And we have this friendship that is just like not serving us in any way. Energy vampires. Yeah. And you're too nice or whatever it is to like Mm -hmm. say anything cause you'd want to keep the peace and you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But really it's better to just like, you know, it's better to rip the bandaid off. Yeah. It really is. And be like, listen, like for whatever reason, this isn't working and we can't be friends anymore. So what I'm hearing is that this is your way of telling me that this is your last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just That's kidding. right. <laughs> between the lines. So- <laughs> it's the first Dude. place our brain goes though. Exactly. Isn't it though? Yeah. Isn't it so? It's like when you have a conversation, Dude, it's like, because wait, we all this, feel inadequate when we're attached to identity and identity yeah. is attached to relationships. And that's why when we get old, we're really sad because all of our relationships die and our identity mm. dies with those relationships. Yeah. And so we have to be careful to identi- not just identify with relationships. You know what I mean? We are, we are much more than that. Yeah. They're beautiful and they're very helpful and they're probably a large part of why the fuck we're here. But you're not going to be, I think my lesson is like my relationships really suffer when I'm not being honest with myself and yeah. the people around me. So very true. You know, with the relationships that I already have that are deep and close, I've tried to go even harder in the paint on mm-hmm. the on the directness and honesty. So, like, if someone comes to me and says, hey, what do you think of this? I literally don't hold back at all. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, here's what I think. Mm-hmm. You may not like this answer, but mm-hmm. this is the answer. This, yeah. is my, this is the truth for me. So, yeah. And be open um, to hear theirs, you yeah. know, and maybe if it, if it shifts you, then let it. And if it shifts your shifts, theirs, let it. And I think that's, comes back to what you were talking about with like hard, hard, uh, conversations, man. We, yeah. that's what we need more of that. You know what I mean? When that happens is to be okay with that and like to be able to move away from that and not feel inadequate after that, you know? Yeah. And I, I you know, I think that, um, find, finding your identity is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of like other people. Mm-hmm. Cause I think once you do that, then it's kind of just like, everything's just chill, you know, yeah, you got to like, feel no, comfortable with what you like are. in your own skin yeah. and who you are. And I feel like for the first time in my life, I'm there. And that's probably why I'm able, I think to like kind of have these conversations, these very like <laughs> candid, you know, difficult conversations is just because I'm really secure. I know, I know what I want. I know who I am. I know where my boundaries lie, what I'm willing to put up with and not put up with. Mm -hmm. And it's a really like liberating place to be, dude. 
Yeah. I mean, it's just being dialed into that and being able to look at another person and be like, hey, I'm going to be real straight with you here. Yeah. Um, no, I love that, man. Yeah. Dude, one way I want to wrap up, I think this would be funny, just because this is my, talking about social media, nuances, friendships, yeah. how do we deal with them? This is probably my biggest one right now that I deal with. You're in public. So yeah. say you're in public, you're either at a shoot, you're... <laughs> you know, at a fucking whatever bar and you get to talking to someone and, and this happens to me quite a bit. And, and I know it happens to some of my other friends. You, you're people who know people. Well, yeah, I guess. And that's what I, that's where it gets weird. Right. It's yeah. like, you know, pe- people see my following or some shit or they see I'm hanging out with someone they like or yeah. whatever. And then it gets really weird. Cause then I'm like, so where is the nuance of like, I met you or something like that and you followed me. And now there's this expectation that I'm supposed to follow you. Where does that like gray area you mean lie just, for you? Are we talking specifically just social media? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably like, yeah, like on Instagram, like you're out and about okay. and someone's like, yeah, what's your Instagram? And I'm like, oh, you know, Dreambeard or whatever it is. And then people will see it and they're like, oh yeah, man, well, I followed you, man. Yeah, make sure to follow me back, you know? And like, <laughs> like, what do you do there? Oh man. And I don't think there's a right or wrong answer, no, dude. I think I mean, this you, is you know a, my perspective. We're the earth and whatever molecules and blah, it's, hey, at the I end of the day, shit. it's it's all good. Yeah. Um yeah, man, it's um that's a really tough one. And I think where I've tried to land on this is if there's there has to be something either like I really like you as a person. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say this, this happens to me sometimes. Right. So like I'll go work a job and find that somebody like a client, somebody on the client side, like I like mm-hmm. just think they're cool. Like, Hey, sure. you're, you're a cool homie, whatever. And, uh, you know, Hey, what's your gram? We'll like follow each other. Just cause like, even if, you know, you don't have some like carefully curated, beautiful Instagram, like I'm not here to like, just yeah. like be a, an elitist about people's Instagrams. Like I definitely want to make that clear because I think that like, if I ever don't follow someone back, a lot of times it'll be because I don't, I don't know you Mm -hmm. and I looked through your account and I didn't see anything that really compelled me or made me think or like, Mm -hmm. you know, there was nothing there. Not enough ass shaking around. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't have your twerk videos up front and center. No, I mean like I'll just look through and be like, okay, well either this, if it's somebody, because a lot of people follow me for photography stuff, sure. right? So like I'd get a lot of photographers who follow me and I'll look through and if I don't like their work, no shade, but yeah. I'm probably not going to follow you back, dog. There's you know what I mean? Wrong with that. It's going to be a no for me, dog. Yeah, you know, but I hit him with no that Randy Jackson, but like, <laughs> but yeah, I mean like I'm, I'm not trying to throw shade, but like if I'm not digging your stuff, yeah. like I'm just not going to put it in front that of my face okay. every day. Yeah. And I, okay. and I feel okay about that. Yeah. I feel like sometimes people feel snuffed. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, I follow the Dan guy. He didn't follow me back. What an yeah. asshole. Yeah. Um, I agree. And I'm, if you feel that way, I'm very sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I me just, too. I'm, again, I'm very cognizant of what I put in front of my face and how much time I spend on my social stuff. Yeah. And so, like, if you're, if you're, whatever you're putting on your Instagram or, you know, if you're not someone who I really connect with, like, either in person or I like what you do. I'm probably not going to hit you with that follow. Yeah. And it's not, there's, there's one guy who's like consistently unfollowed me and refollowed me several times. Yeah. It's the old trick to try to get noticed. And I'm just like, again, this is a moment in which directness would be preferred. I mean, what would be preferred is for this person to just kind of like clue into social norms and realize yeah. that like, 
either stop, he needs to follow stop you doing that. because he likes you and, and, yeah. and that's you, it or just stop if you like me hurt. and my work <laughs> and what i'm putting out and you just want to be connected on that level like sure let's do it but if you're going to keep you know mm. trying to get me to notice you i don't know for what reason like you want my approval like you don't even know me i don't yeah. i don't know what the reason is but yeah. uh i just uh, i can't do that stuff like yeah. but i notice people do it but I, w- I really wish he'd be like hey dude like like instead of going through that process, actually take the time to reach out and say what you want. Yeah. And I've made that my thing too, is like if I ever see someone, cause frequently I'll see a human being. We were talking about this earlier. Yeah. I'll see someone and just be like, Oh man, like you just look so cool and I have to photograph you. Like you just mm-hmm. have such an interesting, you know, vibe or features or like style or whatever, like something will just stand out and I'll be like, man, I really want to get that person in front of my camera. Um, it's like a way that photographers are creepy in a way. Cause yeah. like, you know, I'm like, I feel oh, like yeah. I'm always stalking people's faces uh-huh. and I'll see someone and be like, man, I really want to take pictures. About that face. Yeah. yeah exactly, like it just yeah. really appeals to me. So I'll have those moments, but like, you know, I think that, um, yeah, I mean, that's just, yeah, I, I don't think I think where you're at with it is 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 good. And yeah. for me, mine shifted a bunch. I'll I'll be honest, there was definitely a time in my life where, you know, Dreamer was blowing up and I only followed people that I felt like were like on this like certain level or whatever. And it was like, you know, I mean you've seen the Instagrams, right? Where it's got like five followers <laughs> or some bullshit, you know, yeah. versus like a bajillion or whatever. Yeah. And uh and, and I definitely fell into that trapment years ago. And then somewhere, I can't remember where it just flipped on me and I was like, you know what? This is dumb. It's probably, probably as I begin to become just a better person in general. Right. You know? Yeah. And now my only, like my kind of rule is that I have to physically first meet you. Like mm. we have to have a physical interaction. Cause I feel like you can tell a lot about, that. you can tell a lot about people, you know, unless it's some sort of business thing. Right. Then I'll follow, you know, whatever. But like, um, but yeah, I need to have a physical altercation with you that I, I don't get any weird ass fucking vibe from. <laughs> and as, so as long as it's, positive yeah and and then and then it's and sometimes i'll follow people for that alone you know we had a good interaction or whatever and whatever we talked about and it meant something and then you know uh but but then for me it kind of comes back to like what are you curating in front of me and so if you're putting a lot of bullshit out there Mm. like don't be surprised if in a few months like i might unfollow you you know what i mean it's not like it's not personal it doesn't mean i don't like you and that's the other part right this is i I don't want to have to look at this shit you know absolutely and that's the other part of it is like if we are strangers and we are connecting on the internet you know and then over time things change yeah it's like hey at first i thought you seemed cool but (laughs) i I realized that like (laughs) you sort of taking pictures of wiping your ass dude i'm watching your oh dude like i'm watching your stories and i'm seeing the things you post and actually turns out i'm not really vibing with it as much as i thought yeah therefore i'm gonna go ahead and like bow out of the internet friendship, I think like there's not room for that. Like it's because then it's seen as a hostile. And I had a thing like that happen to me this mm-hmm. year too, where it was like, I did some unfollowing. Yeah. I do that every now and then. And I actually went, I, I actually went back to zero. I, and oh, I made, shit. I made a post oh, about it. I remember it. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. put out a, a disclaimer. I was like, Hey, I got every, super freaked out for about a couple oh of days. God. I was like, he for sure is not. Gonna. Oh my God. Dude. <laughs> no, man. But like, I just, I hit this wall and I was like, that's you know, good. I think I was following like 1200 accounts and I'd open up my phone and it was just insanity. I'm like, whose cat is this? And like, what is, <laughs> what is this person eating cereal? And like, what is this? The like, ice cream effect. There's just like 
I was just like, didn't know what I was looking at. It was mm. insanity. So I went through and I made an announcement. I was like, Hey everyone, just FYI, I'm not being a dick here, but I'm unfollowing every account and I'm going to go back and add the ones that are like special to me that mean mm. something to me. And I'm going to try to have a little more reasonable intake of social media, you know, art accounts yeah. and photography accounts. And yeah. then like people who I'm actually physically like close to as he, like people that are my people, mm-hmm. you know, that's my sort of like hierarchy of, of Instagram right now. Yeah. So like, I think that's healthy. Yeah. But so I went down to zero and like a couple, like people got upset. Oh yeah. I'm sure. You know, because like I forgot to add them back or whatever mm-hmm. happened. You know, and like they took so they it, reached out. They to took you? it really personally. No, they were very like uh, conflict avoidant. Uh, okay. You know, it was like this behind the scenes thing. Oh mm-hmm. well, f- well, Dan like unfollowed me. Like people started like throwing you shade. Yeah, throwing shade, and I had to hear about it through the grapevine. Mm-hmm. Again, this is where directness comes in. Like you don't want to do that shit. If you have a problem with somebody, you got to take it to them directly yeah, as soon as it sure. happens. Yeah. Like if that if that situation had gone better, that person would have reached out to me and be like, "Hey, dude." Uh, did you unfollow me on Instagram? Like, what the hell is up with that? And that would have been my opportunity to be like, oh, I actually unfollowed everybody. Thanks for reminding me. I'll go back and follow your account. You mm-hmm. know, I just like, I was getting to it. I, you know, it took me a few weeks, I think, to get back to like, oh, yeah. shit, I got to add so-and-so back. Mm-hmm. And like people I'd been friends with for years. And I think like some people took it really personally. And I just like, you know, I, I was like, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Um. And fortunately for most of them, like we talked it out and I was able to be like, Hey, look, this is why I did it. It wasn't against you. Like I wasn't trying to burn any bridges. Yeah. And then it like, it got sorted out. But in the reality is if they took it personally, they should have reached out to you because if they're that close to you, then they should have fucking called you or something, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know, like like, social media makes things so fucking weird, you know, it's, it's it's a completely different world. It is, man. And it's going to probably continue to get weirder and weirder. I think it'll get to times where maybe we can even watch people like all the time kind of thing. You know what Mm. I mean? Like we're just going to have more and more access to each other, more and more piping into the (laughs) network and all this fucking shit. Armageddon, let's build a bunker. Oh my God. <laughs> hey man, you know, I think that you're onto something. There. I don't exactly. think that's completely outside of the realm. I know. Possibility. Well, dude, I think this is a good place to wrap up, man. Okay. If people want to uh, reach out to, to you and get in your DMS and do exactly what we told them not oh to do. <laughs> no, look, I mean, no, I'm just kidding. I do I want, I'm always happy to engage people in the DMS. Um, yeah, just man. realize that like, you know, I don't know you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, I might not you know, want to talk to you after a while. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm going to do my best to, <laughs> you know, carry on a conversation, but. I got shit going on. Exactly, man. And so should you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Yeah, so well, what's uh, Instagram? Handles? Oh, my Instagram is uh, uh, forward slash D-A-N-A-L-M-A-S-Y. Dan Almasy. Um, and I also have a website, but it's very outdated, as most photographers are. Yeah, of course, man. So it's always up on the grams. So don't, but yeah, gram, gram is where I live. Say hi. Yeah. Send me some memes, whatever. Hell yeah, dude. This is always so much fun, man. We de- I definitely would like to do it before a year again. Yeah. We should definitely try that, man. Maybe I would, I would love you know? to. But yeah, dude, I always appreciate hanging out with you, man. And it's cool Same. to see how we're a year in and and now like our perceptions have changed and who the fuck knows what's going to happen a year from now, man. <laughs> You're damn right, dude. <laughs> All right, brother. All right. All right.